David was still not set. But at the end of the day, they became giants and they became We give you God our praise and honor and glory for all that we do not despise the, 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 the time of the little beginning. And we bless God. Let's for the future will be greater. If God had been with us and had done this from the time we began till this very hour, then what God will do to us in the future, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered into any mind. Oh, sovereign Lord, we bless your name. We bless your holy name, Lord. Thank God for the wisdom of God. Thank God for the knowledge of God. Thank God for the spirit of God. Thank God for the mercy of God. Thank God for the power of God. This is prophetic voice minister. Thank God for the prophetic spirit of God. Open your spirit to God and worship Him. Lord, we exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you, we exalt you. The God who has given us success in this very meeting, Lord, we exalt you, we magnify thee, O God. Father, we bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the success of this meeting. We give you the praise and honor and glory. We magnify your holy name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with us. Amen. You are very welcome to the last day of this convention. Shall we just together lift up our voices and thank, thank God for yourself first for what deposited to your into your spirit thank God thank God for his mercy thank God for his honor thank God for his glory thank God for his power Thank God for the way he carried us on eagle's wings. If it had not been the Lord who had been for us, what shall we say to the prophetic voice ministers? Give God the praise and honor. Give God the glory and power. Ascribe greatness to his holy name. The one who has been with us from beginning till this hour. Oh, sovereign Lord, we bless you. If it has not been the Lord who has been for us, remember the day those of you who came into England. Remember the day those of you who were born in England. The days that you were born, you were, you were in your primary school, your secondary school. And those of you who God brought here, remember all your life before God brought you here. Remember how God has ordered your steps into the ministry God has set up through you or appointed you over. Remember how your past life had been before he saved you. Give God the praise and honor for his mercy. Those of us watching from all over the world, remember from the day you were born. Remember the kind of life you have lived before you met the Lord face to face. 
Remember how God blotted out your transgression like a smoke. Remember how God had led you. When you did not recognize it was the hand of God. How many times he delivered you from death. How many times that God battle for you. If it had not been God who had been for you, where shall we be today? Give God the glory and honor who have been patient with us. In the time we did not know our left from our right, that we did not even know where we are going, he gave us the confidence in him to trust him. Why don't you bless his holy name? Why don't you exalt him? Why don't you magnify him? He is God and that God. Father, we exalt you. We bless you, Jehovah. We bless you, Jehovah. We bless you, Jehovah. We bless you, Jehovah. We glorify your holy name. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. I want to ask that Pastor Taiwo would take us in the next prayer point, please. Praise the Lord. I'm taking my reading from the book of 1 Samuel. Chapter 1, I'm going to read verse 17 and 19 and 20. And he says, The man of God said, Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. Then verse 19 says, Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and they went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah lay with Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So, in the course of the time, in the course of time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. I want us to pray. We have come to Shiloh once again, but this will be like no any other Shiloh. And as we, and it's a unique as we settle back to our various churches and parishes. We're going to pray that may the God of Israel grant us all we have asked of him in this retreat. And also all the prophetic declarations spoken into our lives for which we have become loaded and pregnant. Loaded and pregnant of we shall deliver the promise and it shall lead to revival in our various parishes. We will give back to a new and radiant church, and all that has been deposited shall bring fruitful fruit. Let us lift up our voices in prayer. Our God and our Father, we thank you, Lord God. In this year, 2020, this is the first time we are doing the PVM retreats on Zoom, online. Lord Jesus, it marks a remarkable time in the history, and it's a time in the history of Prophetic Voice Ministers Conference. And so we declare, so it shall be concerning the things you will do in our parishes. It shall be like what has never been done before. All the prophetic declarations, all the prophecies spoken into our life, for which we have been loaded, we are pregnant, the pregnancy will not be aborted. We will deliver safely a new and brilliant church where all the various categories of members will become partners of the gospel. They will have ownership of the gospel. We will reach our communities. We will raise a brilliant job. We will raise new leaders. People whose heart hunger for God. And the glory and the honor will be unto the Lord. There shall be revival and conflagration of, 
of the fire of the Holy Spirit in their various churches and in their various locations. And the glory, the praise, and the honor be to our eternal King. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that which you have done in Jesus' name. We are prayed. I will be asking Pastor Debbie to take us in our second prayer point. Pastor Praise Debbie. the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus indeed is coming soon and he's coming for a radiant church without stain or wrinkle like our pastor just rightly said. So in the light of what we've heard since the beginning of this PVM retreat, I believe there is a higher glory prepared by God for the church. So reason why all what we have been hearing has been gearing towards preparing the church for the returning of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I will take my text from the book of Isaiah chapter 2 and I read 1 to 3. It says, this is what Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as irons of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills. And all nations will stream to it. Many people will come and say, come, let us go up to the house, to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us his ways so that we will walk in his path. The Lord will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So from this scripture, we know there are many mountains, but God made mention of one mountain, which is the mountain of the temple of the Lord, which signifies the true church of Jesus Christ where the truth is being proclaimed, unadulterated, and also undiluted, the truth of the word of God. And the Bible recorded that this mountain will be exalted, which means it will be lifted up. And we can call, we can call the church the mountain, and also as an individual Christian, we are mountain. And the Bible says that in these last days, it will be glorified, it will be lifted, and it will be relevant. So, and many people will run to the church. They will run to the place of truth, not to the place of where they just tell stories or tell lies. So we want to pray today. I want us to pray that God will place his authority upon our lips, upon the lips of the saints and upon the lips of the ministers. And that we will become God's oracle, God's oracle and preacher of righteousness. And that the Lord will distinct the church with his glory and power and in-depth knowledge of the world. So that the church will be relevant in the nation where we sojourn again. And that there will be a mighty wave of revival blowing across our nation again. Bringing influx of souls to the church. Let's lift up our voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. we thank you. Because of the prophecy that is back in our dispensation now. This is the time for this prophecy in the book of Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 to 3 to be fulfilled. For you said the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as chief above other mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills. So, Father God, we pray that God will bring the church to a place of establishment. You will exalt your church. You will lift your church on high. You will stand your church out. That the church of Jesus Christ will be relevant, O God, as it was in the days of the book of Acts. As it was in the days of Daniel, my God, I pray that solution will be sought for the church in the name of Jesus. You will place your authority upon the mount of your servants, upon the mount of your saints, that the words of wisdom will proceed out of our mouth, words of knowledge will proceed out of our mouth. Authority, O God, Father, that will define the intelligence of man. Father, we will proceed from our mouth. Father, we pray that the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding 
counsel and might and of the fear of the Lord. We rest upon your servants in the name of Jesus. We pray that God Almighty, you will begin to manifest your power. You will begin to manifest your grace. We pray that you begin to move in signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. As the truth of your word is being proclaimed, oh God, Father God. You will confirm it with signs and wonders following. You will raise up preachers of righteousness like Noah in the name of Jesus. Preachers that will stand out over for the truth. Send children, preachers that will not malign the word of God. Preachers of God that will stand for the word of God and stand for the truth. In the name of Jesus. Establish your covenant of God upon the heart of your people. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we bless your name. Thank you, Father, for the influx of souls. Thank you for the wave of revival, Lord God, that is blowing right now. Thank you, Father God, because you begin to mark the church with signs and wonders, creating miracles because of the word of truth that we proclaim. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we are praying thanksgiving. Wow, that is interesting. If you are following what God is saying from the prayers and the scriptures that have been led, mm-hmm. the spirit of God and the power of God is already moving, but you have to connect your spirit mm-hmm. so that you will get everything, every bit mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit is, is giving to you. We want to call uh, Pastor Francis Josiah to lead us in this, in this, in the third prayer. Pastor Josiah, please go ahead. Amen. Let's Amen. Bible to the book of Second Corinthians, chapter ten. I'll be reading verses thirteen and fifteen. We, however, would not boast beyond proper limits, but we confine our boasting to the sphere of service God Himself has assigned to us. The sphere that also includes you. Verse 15, neither do we go beyond our limits by boasting of work done by others. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activities among you will greatly expand. Hallelujah. We have been taught about the sphere of, of influence this, um, this morning. The sphere of service that this scripture is referring to also includes your sphere of influence. Those that God has, has assigned to us that we can have influence over. This scripture says, as those people continue to grow in faith, then God will now expand your sphere of, of, of influence. We expand your sphere of activities. That means it, you for you to expand as a, as a ministry depends on the growth of the faith of your members. Hallelujah. So let us pray that those that God has assigned to us should grow in faith as they see the miracles working power of God in our ministries. Let us pray that they continue to grow in faith because as soon as they start growing in faith, God will expand your own territory as well. Let us pray. Our God and our King, we thank you, Lord Almighty God. We recognize that you have assigned us to an area that we should walk within. From the lectures we have been receiving, we are told that a church cannot 
evangelize the whole country. But each one has different roles to play. These are our spheres of influence that you have allocated to us. Father Lord, as you said, when our members grow in faith, you said you will not expand us. Father Lord, in heaven, for them to grow in faith, you need to equip us, O oh Lord, with signs and wonders. We, we therefore pray, Father Lord, in heaven, that you empower every ministry. O oh Lord Almighty God, the power to do great things. O oh Lord Almighty God, let it rest upon them. Our God and our King, let our members, let them grow in faith. Let them trust in you. Let them believe in you. O oh Lord, our God, we pray to you, Lord Almighty Father, expand our territories. Expand our territories. Help us to grow. Let your signs and wonders be a thing of a, day, a daily occurrence in every ministry. Thank you, Lord our God. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' mighty and holy name we are prayer. Amen. Amen. We are very welcome to, as I did before, welcome you. I welcome you again to the meeting. And I'm so much uh, excited and glad that if we look at the past, uh, all our meetings that we have been having, you and I will agree that those of us who have been there from the beginning, that we're going from glory to glory. Every year is another touch of God. As it is that the caption of the PVM, PVM, the, cap, the caption of the PVM is preparing the church of the Lord for the return of the, uh, 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 for the return of the Lord. I preparing the saints of God for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, I think before we go into um, the message today, I believe that I need to give you a brief about PVM. Uh, probably I will have written, this will have been written and read by one of the committee members, but no problem. We'll do that or we did that in the past regularly. But I want you to know where PVM came from. That will make you understand the uniqueness of PVM. And this is because over the period, we have had people join PVM, left PVM. Some loved this. Some made some comments and complained because it did not look like what they think. But PVM has continued to go because we know how we started and we know what God has sent us. And we stick by it. Not wavering. In 1999, the Lord Jesus took, took me to heaven. And when he took me to heaven, he showed me the calendar of this world from 2000 to 2015. At that time, people were talking about Y2K. A lot of noise was over the whole nations. You know, some churches were buying water, stocking food, because they believed that 2020, uh, 2000 was going to be the end of life. However, I was, in, I was invited uh, in uh, Orlando at the time uh, by ministers of Orlando. And after that assignment, they were asking me that, did God not speak to you, Apostle Williams, about 2000? I said, God hasn't spoken to me. Because if God has not we don't have to speak because he already spoken in the scriptures. I will together now. And no man must speak unless he speaks because Jesus said every, we, we should remember that we will give account of every word we spoke carelessly when we see him. So if you say to people, God said that God didn't say, you are going to give account. 
So I told them I never had anything. I said, but I know that it is impossible for computer to bring an end to the world my God created. God has said clearly that Jesus will destroy the element with the fire that will come out of his mouth. And that is fact. So I came back, and when I began to really ask God, that look, God, all this rattling I'm hearing about, even some people have prophesied it. What is going on? And then the Lord took me to heaven. So the Lord showed me many things that will happen from the year 2000 to 2015, including the 9-11, including uh, the economic crisis, including other things, you know, across the globe. And then in 2015, when the Lord finished, he turned, his, he turned away from me and started walking to high heavens. And I said to, no, I said to him, what will happen after 2015? Because my eyes was growing dim. You know, in heaven, when you are taken by the Lord to the room where they have files, when they open the file to you, you'll be able to read. The file is like, it is more than nine-dimensional figure. In other words, you can see your front, you can see your back, you can see yourself in the scene, you can see all people around you at the same time. That is how heaven looks like. So why he was showing me all this? When we got to 2015, after 2015, my eyes went dim. So I asked the Lord, why can't I see further? I said, what will happen thereafter? And his face looked, uh, his, his face changed like somebody who is unhappy. And then he turned away from me and he started speaking, I am coming soon and my reward is with me. And I will give unto every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes in the, in the, in the, in the blood of the Lamb. They shall not have uh, uh, they shall not have part in second death. And he continued to speak and he went into higher heavens. Then thereafter, he gave me a vision of the church. Because why would the Lord be speaking to me? And then at the end, I asked a question and he looked sad. Then he gave me a vision, another vision, where I saw a man running fast. And suddenly, the foot, like the right foot, fell off him. And then... He slowed down. The right hand fell off him. And the, the, the speed slowed down. The left hand fell off him. And the man began to be de- decapitated one after the other. Left hand went, right hand went. The foot went, the second foot went. And I now saw the man without two hands and without foot on the leg. And he was tipping to like that, step, tipping like that. But he's still going. And I said, Lord, what is this? He said, this is the picture of my church in the world. And the Lord said to me, along the life of the church, I saw that the church started well and they're running very, very fast and their things are happening as the Bible says it. He said, but my body had been decapitated. And he said to me, go and gather my ministers and teach them about my coming. The coming of the Lord. That should be your theme. And after that encounter, I said to the Lord, I cannot do this. Because you know that there are many meetings of pastors here and there, conferences for empowerment, which is okay. And there are many other organizations that ministers go. I to belong to CELCO, Southeast London uh, Minister, as as far back as 1984 in in England. And I said that, but Lord, I I can't, I don't think I'm able to do this. Second day after I said that, somebody called me and said, ah, I, Apostles, I want to come and see you. I said, okay, come over tomorrow. And she came, and it was Reverend Miss Salami. 
And she said, the Lord had not allowed me rest because the Lord told me that he has instructed you to gather us. I was looking at her like this. <laughs> I said, gather. You said, yes. And she said, please, I want to beg you. I will not leave this place unless you agree. Can you imagine somebody who have a prophetic instruction to deliver? I know that prophet will deliver and they will go. But this prophet refused to go. He said, he will not leave unless I, I say yes. So I recognized that it is the Lord giving me last warning. So I told her my encounter with the Lord. And she said, she got up and started dancing and saying, that is it. I know that God has been speaking with you. He told me to come and tell you. Why would you not accept it? Many of us look up to you. You must start it. Now, this is how prophetic voice ministers started. And then God began to bring ministers here and there into it. So ministers have passed through CF, uh, the prophetic voice meeting and said, you know, we thought apostles would prophesy to us. No, that's not what God called me to do. He called me to make prophet of you. He didn't call me to prophesy to you. However, if you give me prophecy to you, I will give you. So all the, if you look at the church of God over the years, the church of God had derailed. There are many people in the church who come to church expecting the minister to give them a word. And many have been shipwrecked. Because some ministers also thought they should give a word, and they would give a word from their mind. And people shipwreck. And they also will give account before the Lord. Because God did not tell them, and they said, thus said the Lord. And so, it has been very hard for some, because the way they know that prophetic is, is different from the way it really is in the Bible. When you hear in a prophet in the Bible that says, and the word of the Lord came to me. And you read few chapters thereafter, and it says again, the word of the Lord came to me. Go and check the, 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 the time difference. It may be three years. It may be five years before it came again. The word of the Lord does not come every day in that form, but by the inspiration of the Spirit in our heart. That's why you get him every day. But when it comes to divine encounter of God and angel coming to you and giving instruction, they don't just do that every day. Because or else you will not have room for the written word to, to survive in your life, as we've proven. And so, that is how PBM started. And this is the reason why Apostle Williams have not budged. PBM is not meant for everybody. No, it doesn't. It is not. It is not an organization I set up because I want to make name. Not at all. It is not an organization that I set up because we want to gang people or eat at all, at all. God told me to do it, and God gave me direction, and God gave me what to look into. And that's the reason why every year we look into the same topic. Somebody said before that we should change the topic. I said that you can't change what God has given. This is because of people like you, God brought me. So that you will understand how to hear God and stick with what he says till you die. The commission God gave Jeremiah... Is one. And that commission is what he did till his death. And so we must understand where we are coming from. So prophetic voice is not a place where people come and somebody starts to speak from his head that yeah, I can hear God, God is telling me blah, 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 and tell you just prophetic declaration rather than prophetic utterances. Are we together now? So that is not what prophetic voice is about. Prophetic voice is about Helping the mind and the heart of servants of God, calling their heart and mind back to Christ the cross. 
so that all the detractions Satan is giving here and there will not even influence them because they have learned to acquaint themselves with Christ himself so that Christ can be the center of their life. And if Christ is the center of your life, you will succeed the ministry. We have, we have seen all that through all the lectures that I lectured and other ministers, Dr. Akwam and Dr. Um, um, Lockhart, have lectured you. And I'm a living testimony. You are, many of you among us. Because when we started 19, in the year 2000, we were just few, nothing, few. And if you look at today, prophetic voice has gone all over the world. I have had comments from some ministers, like let me give you an example. In Nigeria, I was ministering one day. I was started the Lagos branch. It was Lagos uh, members who took it to Ibadan. And from Ibadan, they took it to a place called Iwo. When I went, and the people of Iwo, they have been listening to my tape. When they came, the leader of, of the people had been in ministry for over 40 years. You understand? So he was in his, he's in his late 60s. And then he came to me. Uh, he's, he was, he's, in, he's in his, I think, early 70s. Not least, he's in his early 70s. And the man in the meeting stood up and raised his hand. I said, what is the question you want to ask? He said to me, sir, he said, I wish I had known you many years before now. Where have you been? He said, because as a prophet of God, I found myself in my region as the only voice. And I began to ask myself, the thing that God tells me, is it God that is telling me? Because what the prophet in the land are saying is different from what God is telling me. He said, but I listened to your tape and I found out that you said the same thing. God told you the same thing before, you know, what, you know they happened. Told you a number of things and God told him too. And he said, what you are saying now about our nation, Nigeria, God told me. But who will believe my story? And I said to him that, don't worry. Now that you have met me, let's get along together. And in a war, the man, you know, went to everybody he knows and began to tell them, like the woman of Samaria. And we have seen prophetic voice used by God in the country of Cameroon to bring the city and the nation to their knees. We have seen God use prophetic voice in Nigeria. We have conducted a number of crusades in Nigeria where we saw the power of Satan bow before us. We are idol worshippers. We have to confront idol worshippers. And God used us to break their bows asunder. Not spiritually, but physically. Because the office of apostle is a bit different. It's strange. Apostles confront physically the devil. Alright? Not just prophetically. God will speak prophetically the move. When God sent apostles to a place, he does not think about dangers that could come around him. And it is the grace of an apostle. Because he has power and authority as the oracle of God to declare things that will be and they shall be. And we have seen that. We have had crusade in Ota when the witches of Ota sent rain. And I commanded the rain. It ceased. They sent bees, uh, ants, soldier ants, sorry, to attack us. I rebuked them and they vanished instant. As they appeared, they disappeared. We have seen God heal the madman of 42 years in Klorogo, Togo. In those days, we started Togo. Thank God now that prophetic voice has gone back to Togo. What about Ghana? When God told me about the patrol of Ghana, it was prophetic voice conference in Accra, which was attended by Prophet Anon. And the Holy Spirit told me that Ghana would discover uh, oil. They would discover crude oil. 
And the, the, a person was in that meeting who was minister for agriculture before. And the man said, and the Lord spoke about and told me the name of this spot where it will be found. And the man said, I've never had that very name of that village in, in, in my life as in geography. I said, bring your map. He brought his map and I closed my eyes. I said, Lord, where? And the Lord set my finger to his spot. When I took my hand from that spot, that name is written on that spot in that map. I'm not a Ghanaian. What will I tell you? God had used prophetic voice in prophetic age over nations. God had told us about economic crisis that is happening time and day that would happen. And it happened so. God has warned his people to rescue them from those crises. And it has happened so. That I call a prophet. Not somebody people filing up and giving them words as if, you know, the word just comes, you know, at will. This will make me to tell you this because today is the final day of this meeting. I talked to you about angels and prophetic that I will conclude about that. And I also told you that I'll be teaching you on who shall ascend the hill of the Lord. Why did God put it in my heart when Dr. Akpan was speaking yesterday that today's title will be Who Shall Ascend the Hill of the Lord? The reason is because when I open up the hill of the Lord to you, you'll be shocked. But before we go into there, let me talk about prophetic. There are three sections in prophetic. There is the prophetic declaration, which is when a man stands to speak the word of God into being. That is, I bless you in line with what the Bible has written concerning you. Or I begin to make declaration to you. Alright? That is declaration. Like you will find it in the life of uh, 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 Elijah, First uh, Kings chapter uh, uh, 17. It says, Elijah the by came and said, There shall be no dew or rain except by my word. It's declaration. Like when I was with the prophetic voice in Lagos and we were at Ota, and they sent rain, and I stood right in the midst of the rain, and, and the rain was heavy downpour because the witches promised us that our meeting would not hold. It happened in Ota, it happened in Cameroon, and it happened in, uh, in uh, Shagamu. When I said, yeah, first King chapter 18 for Elijah. When Elijah said, there shall be no dew or rain, I recognized that in Ota, when the rain began to, ha- to happen, suddenly something rose up in me. And I said, I, I said, rain, you are a messenger. I am a messenger. A messenger does not disturb another messenger. I command you, seize in the name of Jesus. Everything went well. Same thing in, in Cameroon. I was ministering the word of God and rain started flicking. And they put, um, they put uh, the, the, the uh, umbrella on my head. I said, take away the umbrella. And then when the rain became heavy, my Bible, which I used to stay with me, my Bible was wet. I stretched my hand, and there was flashing of lightning. And I said, you know, a messenger does not disturb another messenger. You rain seize in the name of Jesus. And every jump of stopped instantly. At that time, it was pouring power. And when I finished, I said, heavens, you can release the rain. And we, as I was walking down the, the, the stage, between my walking down to entering the car that was taking me to the airport, you, you know, the cloud formed and rain started falling. The moment I drove to the entrance of, this, of the stadium, heavy downpour came. That is prophetic declaration. Prophetic declaration is a declaration that, you know, can be triggered by adverse conditions or circumstances 
situation is happening around and you feel that no it, this is contrary to the will of god and you are provoked in your spirit and you made a declaration and that is similar to what um um uh, pastor Abraham was talking yesterday as uh, uh god's uh, speaking as god's oracle i would together with jesus said whatever you agree upon on earth is agreed in heaven which is whatever you bind, whatever you accept, we have to be accepted. Whatever you do not permit, will not be permitted. But it can only be manifested under faith option. And you speak things to be, and they will be. Or sometimes when we begin to read the pronounce, when pronounce blessings in line with the scripture onto your life. And so it will be. That is declaration. And the prophetic declaration is as powerful as prophetic utterance. What does prophetic do? Prophetic is reading the heart of God and speaking it to be in the, uh, on the earth, in the physical. Unction will come and you will speak. And what you are speaking is God's heart. And so God will say amen. And you see manifestation happen. And you can access the mind of God by faith. A faith that comes by provocation. In the sense that, in the natural sense, Things are happening which is contrary to the Bible. It defies what God promised. And in that anger, you spoke a reverser, and heaven will answer, and it shall be so. Every Christian can do that. But your ability to do that depends on the knowledge of the word of God that you have. The second one is prophetic, uh, the word of faith. The word of faith is a word where you speak, you know, just casually and naturally, and it will come to pass. One of you, Jesus said to the, to the fig tree, no one will eat from you anymore. And he went away. Only for Peter to come there the second day to be calling their attention to the fig tree that, look, that fig tree dried up like that. That is word of faith. Word of faith is you speaking things that are not as if they are. It is not denying what is, but speaking things that are not as if they are. You know, that is word of faith. But you know, as it is called, faith. It has to be a word that comes from conviction, not a word of doubt. A word of faith cannot operate in faith if it is not, if it did not arise from the knowledge of the word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word. It is the word of God, the knowledge of the word of God that provokes faith. If you look at the word of faith and utterances and the declaration, prophetic declaration, they look similar but they are not. Look, if I come to a sick person today, if, if I took, do a meeting today and I say in my meeting, you know, the Lord will heal every sick person today. That is word of faith. That is word of faith. If I truly believe it, it will happen. However, if I say, all sick, you are healed. All right. Now you have been restored. That is declaration. Check your body. It has happened to you. That is declaration. Are we together now? So you have the word of faith. You have prophetic declaration. Sometimes when you pray, I always say to you, change your prayer to, from request to declaration. I shall be raised up by God. I declare in the name of the Lord that goodness with a special favor has come upon me today. And I thank you, Father, for it. I declare in the name of the Lord that this has happened to me today. According to what is written, those are declarations. And it is always good for Christians to understand this because in your mouth is the power of the Most High. But if you do not speak it out, you cannot change things in your life. Anything you permit in your life is what is permitted. You, you know, that's what you get. 
Are we together now? And then you have prophetic utterance. Prophetic utterance is when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you say things that are not. I give you an example. Like when the Lord told me last year that I can see a, a, a famine coming uh, over the past years. I can see a famine coming every year, every year, every year. And last year, December, I watched night service. That is on, on the YouTube now. If you go to YouTube, you'll find it. As I was walking down the cell, auction came upon me. And I said, I see the famine coming next year. And I said, those of you who want to invest your money, hold your money. And those of you who have money in the stock, take it out. Because you are, it's going to suffer. I see a, 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 an economic crisis crashing, you know, within, within with, you know, coming in the, in the new year. And it is going to be global. And that economic crisis, I said, will be worse than any crisis that has happened. This is it. This is the new year, 2020. I said it on the watch night service of uh, 2019. Uh, uh, 2019. All right? And then we are in 2020, which God said, now the crisis has happened through COVID. And if you look at the crisis that we have, it is so terrible. Along the prophecy, God said that it is in the midst of that crisis, He will bless His own people. And that is happening right now. I would gather. That is utterance because it was God's spirit coming upon me and speaking. I was not speaking by faith. No, I was uttering what heaven is saying. In a prophetic utterance, you will become a loudspeaker and God speaks through you. And that is what angels are. When angels came and said to the woman, you highly favored and you shall be with a child, that angel was opening his mouth. It is God speaking through him. And when God spoke, the angel told Mary that, you know, for we got all things are possible. It will be possible. It will be done. The same thing, when you speak on behalf of God, it will be done by God. Because what? God is spirit. And you, born again, you are joint heirs, full right of sonship. Galatians chapter 3, it tells you you have full right of sonship. And also, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, in John chapter 16, Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my command. Myself, my Father, we will make our dwelling in you. I will together. And so, because you have the indwelling God inside, our God is indwelling you. That's why whenever you, you make declaration in line with the word of God, it is God jumping and pushing you to use your God ability to bring things to pass according to his will. And once you say because you said it, God will do it. Because Elijah said, there shall be no during, that is First Kings 17, sorry. There shall be no during except by my word, by my word. It came to the sin. And said, there shall be no dew or rain except by my word. Do we get it now? So, we need to know this. First Kings chapter 17 is what I'm telling you by Elijah. So, you need to recognize this, that you, being a saint of God, you have the power to speak. Because God dwells within you. The God of Bethel lives inside you. The God of Zion live inside you. And because of that, you have the right to speak the word of the Lord and it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass because you said it. Not because God said it, but because you said it. And some of you are very, you, you, sometimes you have, you have problem accepting what God says you are. Are you with me now? If you look at Matthew 16 verse 17. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And, 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 I, and I tell you that uh, you are Peter, 
And on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19 of that Matthew 16. I will give you the key, keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. And somebody said before, but Jesus is not talking to us. He was talking to Peter. I disagree with you. Look with me to the book of John chapter 17. In verse 20, Jesus said, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will, not, who will, who will believe in me through their message. And then in verse 22, Jesus said, I have given you, I have given them the glory you gave me that they may be one even as, as, as we are one. So God did not take anything to heaven. If you look at the book of Luke also in chapter 9, the Bible tells us that Jesus sent the twelve and he gave them power and authority to cast out all devils. All right? That is verse 1. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them a power and authority to drive out all demons. Christians can drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And you need unction on this. But to cast out demons is natural with you. And he said he sent them out to preach the kingdom to, and, to, and, and to heal the sick. Anytime you preach the kingdom, the power to heal the sick is present with you. Because healing the sick during preaching the kingdom is God affirming that the testimony is true. You don't need a special gift for this. You only need faith to draw on this. Of course, we recognize that there are some who may also have the gifts of healing, like some of us, you know, who have seen lame walk, blind see, and the rest of it. However, we have the general gift of faith, the general gift of healing, and everybody has power to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. There is no gift to cast out demons. It is a right of every believer together, and we need to understand this. And so, if you look at what I'm showing you here, you have God dwelling inside you, and you have right to manifest that God. However, also, you have the Holy Spirit given to you, who also endow you with some special gifts. And those gifts that Holy Ghost gives to you, you must find them to flame. You'll find it in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse uh, 7. You all understand this. Or Romans chapter 12, from verse 4. Now, let me now go further to you, uh, with you, and just take you into... You know, uh, the, you know, the issue of how does this tie with the topic, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand his holy place? Now, before, as we are going to look into that, I want you to look at some statement of Jesus Christ in the book of John, chapter 16. Verse 7, it says, but I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Then in verse 8, he says, When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt and in regards to sin, the, the right, and righteousness and judgment. In regards to sin, because men do not believe in me. In regards to righteousness, because I go to my, I'm going to my Father, where you can see me no longer. And in regards to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. That is Satan. Then look at verse 4, uh, verse 12. I have more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But he, when the Holy Spirit comes, this, the, uh, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Now look at the two things. 
Holy Spirit will tell you what Jesus tells and he will, he, will, he, will, he will reveal to you things to come. He is your fortune teller. He is your soothsayer. He is the one who will give you what plans of God is, you know, for your life. You can imagine anybody who is a Christian. Jesus said, I will give you the Holy Spirit. So the moment you are a Christian, you have received the Holy Spirit inside you. He lives inside you. It's different from when he baptizes you and you speak in tongues. Everyone born again has received the Holy Spirit. But those who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit are people who speak in tongues. And every Christian must believe that they should be baptized. And if you pray for it, you will get it just like praying for healing and praying for anything. To pray for anything and get from God, you must desire eagerly. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 and 2. You must eagerly desire. When you eagerly desire and pray out of eagerness and desire, then you get it. Because that is where you're coming to operation. So every Christian that is born again, you must make sure you pray for baptism of the Holy Spirit. However, for Holy Spirit to tell you future and to tell you the plans of God, you only need to be born again, not, not filled with the Holy Ghost. You only need to be born again because it says that when it comes to you, he will reveal it to you. However, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit by the gift of prophecy, discernment, and the gift of wisdom, and the gift of uh, um, your prophecy, discernment, wisdom, and faith, you can operate into prophetic at a higher dimension of prophetic. And this is the position that it is. But if you look, I said it will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. And verse 15, it says, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That, that is why I said, to the, to, I said, the Spirit will make, they will take from what is mine and make it known to you. So everything that the Father has, he has committed to the Son. And the Son has committed to the Holy Spirit. So that whenever you need anything, as long as it's within what Jesus has and what the Father has, the Holy Spirit is the administrator that will deliver it to you. And in saying that, Holy Spirit uses angels to prepare you and get you to the position that you will receive it. Exodus 23 verse, verse 20 tells you that. I'm sending my angel ahead of you to lead you to the place I prepared. So angels are used by the Holy Spirit to lead you to destiny. Is used by the Father to lead us to destiny and the Son. Whereas, Holy Spirit of God, when angels prepare you and place you in the position, Holy Spirit of God can, be, can bless you. So, if you look at that, therefore, everybody born again, the Holy Spirit is working in your mind, the angel of God is speaking to your mind, because demons also speak to our minds. To do the will of Satan and deviate from God. Now, therefore, this is the reason why I said to you, the, if you look at the book of Psalm, it says in Psalm 24, let me read from verse 1. Today, many of you have been reading that Psalm with me. You will know why God told us to read it. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I love the King James Version. The world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established upon the waters. If you look at this, why is God saying the earth is the Lord's? Because Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will give you everything that belongs to me. He says, all that the Father has is mine. So if the Lord said, if Jesus said, all the Father has is mine, and the Holy Spirit will give you everything that, that is from me, then the book of Psalm is saying, the, everything in the world, the fullness of this earth belongs to the Lord, to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness. Then the world and those who dwell... People will determine whether you should be promoted or demoted. They are of the Lord. God, God owned them. 
those who will determine, you know, to employ you in, a, in, a, in an interview, they, they are under God. God created them. They belong to God. God created all mankind. It does, not, it does not matter what religion they believe in. It does not matter if they don't even believe in God. God made them, period. The earth is the Lord. Now, he says, he found it upon his knees and established upon the waters. Then he now went further in verse 3 to say, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? What about the hill of the Lord, and what about the holy place? Why is God saying, who may stand in the hill of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place? Who will ascend to the hill? Who will stand in the holy place? Let me tell you, we walk in the world. We do not wrestle according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Though we are on earth, physically, we have a rapture, things born again. But the Bible tells you in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6, that though we are on earth, we have also been raised with Christ and seated with Jesus in the right hand of God. And so God is saying that, who among my people will ascend to that place? Because for you and I to speak as oracle, it is where we link up in our position on the right hand of God. And we speak from the lofty hill. Some of you will have heard me sometime when I prophesy. I say, I take, I take my stand and I speak from the lofty hill. I said, no. Not I, but I take my stand in the office the Lord has ordained for me before I was conceived in my mother's womb. And when you hear me begin to say things like that, it's because the Holy Spirit of God is charging my spirit to, to release something to humanity which must come to pass. When I begin to say, I, I, I declare, not I, but Lord, I, I, I according to my office in the right hand of God, anytime you connect to the right hand of God, ma, things you say will happen. I can tell you a series of testimonies. I remember in, in, in Nigeria, in Christ Apostolic Church, 28 Olowo Street, one day I was doing crusade in 1998. And as I was doing crusade, the Holy Spirit said by word of knowledge, there is a woman who, has, is, is a, a, a woman who has a child who is crippled. And I said, raise your hand. Two people raised their hand up. And I said, Lord, I'm now in trouble. You said A, and the Holy Ghost does not speak wrong English. And he said to me, yes, the one that brought the girl. And I said, all right, the one that brought the girl. I'm talking about ascending to the right hand before speaking, which is the holy hill. And so, the other hand went down. I wasn't happy humanly. However, I said, bring that child forward. What, what gave me the gods to tell them to bring the child forward? Trust and confidence in the God who spoke to me. If I thought it was in my head, I would not be able to take that action because now I have asked them to bring this child crippled by polio, two legs totally destroyed, lifeless, dangling like that as if it's going to break out of the body. They brought the girl and they put the girl down and the leg twisted together. Now, if you look at the physical, you can never operate in faith because then you begin to think that, ah, I even thought the leg was still okay, you know, but this is a leg that is very dead. The girl is about 10 or 11, and the, 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 the part of the leg that is withered is just like a five-year-old child. So, therefore, how can you now speak? If I, when, I, when they brought the girl out, I have two options, to rush at the girl and speak. But I did not do that. Because I know if I speak from the unction of the Spirit, then it will happen. If I do not connect with the right hand, the things I say are null and void. And God has timing for everything that he will do. That's why I told you, strategic decision demands you collaborating with the Holy Spirit. 
I said that to you earlier in the day. And so, I kept on preaching Jesus. As I was preaching, I was moving, and everybody was looking. I come back towards the girl, and as I was moving away from the girl, about 20 feet away from her, I connected to the right hand, and unction from heaven hit, hit me, and I can see, I can see and affirm, when Jesus said, and the power of God was present to heal the sick, when it happens, that is where God wants to do his business. Instantly, my body moved, Towards the girl, and I pointed to her 20 feet away, and I commanded, Rise up in the name of Jesus. Under the unction in the right hand of the Father, whatever a mortal man say happen instantly. Angels are there to make it happen. Holy Ghost is the one who pushes you to recognize the timing, and you are the one by faith who speak because it is the timing. If you miss that timing, nothing will happen. So, what I'm going to end up my message with today is how can you be sensitive to determine what are the things that human beings do and it hinder them, believers do, and it hinder them. And sometimes when they came to come to the place of unction, they have fear because of what they see. Because what the unction wants to do, it is something that has not been seen. It is impossible in human reasoning. How is it that many believers don't operate in that? That is what I'm going to help you know before we pray. That girl rose up instantly. The Holy Spirit pulled her up without any physical hand touching her. And the leg grew and expanded. She ran. And of course, I've said this testimony before. And I will continue to say it again and again. So that if the Lord studies and I'm taken away from the world, nobody will tell you a different version. You have heard it from my mouth. And so at the end of the meeting, I said to them, what about the, I said to the Lord, what about the boy? And the Lord said, bring the boy tomorrow. If you want to know more about it, go and check my, my book. It's in there. The boy was brought tomorrow. It was because of that boy there for tomorrow that God wanted uh, 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 to do the, the miracle. Because that boy lived in a place where you have a lot of uh, imams and Muslim clerics. And when they had the night, that night that a girl was healed and that the boy will be healed tomorrow, they all came, including witch doctor, with their, with their calabash, like their witch boy, into the church to stop miracle. Can you imagine how foolish those who serve the devil is? How naive they are. Who can stop the most high God? Who can plan against his counsel? Who can? Who? Where is the nation that will stand against what God has bought? Christians should not be afraid of any persecution. The Bible says, why do the, why do the nations rage? The people of the earth gather themselves against the Lord and his anointing. In Psalm 2, he said that the Lord God in heaven laughs. When man gather against God, God laughs at them. Listen to me, therefore. There is the right hand of God where you and I can stand and ascend to. But you see, he said in that Psalm 24, Who can ascend the heel of the Lord? Who will stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation, or vindication from the God of his salvation. This is, the, this is Jacob, the generation of those who seek the Lord, who, who, who seek him, who seek your face. If you look at the NIV, it says, such is the generation of those who seek, the, who seek him, who seek the face of Jacob. Verse 5 says, he will receive blessing 
from the Lord and vindication from God is Savior. If you want victory over the enemy, you only need to ascend to the hill of the Lord and you only need to dwell in his holy hill. Now, if you can connect yourself to the hill of the Lord, anytime you will receive blessing and you will receive justification and vindication, there is deliverance in the hill of the Lord. There is salvation in the hill of the Lord. There is blessing in the hill of the Lord. There is abundant miracle. Talk about it. It's all in the hill of the Lord. But the Bible says, who shall ascend the heal of the Lord. Now let me <coughs> tell you a few things and write it down. Write down a few things. Because we are getting to the end of my message. Who shall ascend the heal of the Lord? Psalm 23 verse 24 verse 3. In the book of Psalm 15 verse 1, he says, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary, who may live in the holy hill? Understand that 24 Psalm, verse 3, call it holy place. And it talks about who will ascend. That is, you have to go from where you are. This physical into the spiritual. Because the holy place is in the spiritual. And then it says, who will dwell, who will dwell, who will dwell in the holy place. And the verse, verse uh, chapter 15, verse 1, then said, those who dwell in the sanctuary dwell in the holy place. Those who dwell in the sanctuary dwell in the holy place. Is your body not the temple of the Lord? So your body is a sanctuary. And if you will dwell in that sanctuary, then you are dwelling in the Lord. So when you dwell in the Lord or your sanctuary, then you can ascend the holy place. Anytime you turn to flesh, you, you, you remain where you are. Anytime you turn to the God that is inside you, you will ascend the holy hill. They will get it now. Now let me take you to the next thing. The Bible talks here about the hill and also holy place. And it's also talking about sanctuary and it also talks of the holy hill. So the holy place is the holy hill. What or where is the holy hill of God? What is it? In Psalm 2, verse 6 to 7, it says, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. So Zion is called the holy hill of God. Understand that everything God institutes on earth is a replica of heaven. If Zion does not exist in heaven, God will not use it on earth as his holy place. He says in Psalm 2 verse 6, I have installed my king in Zion, my holy hill. So it means that we can read the other Psalms, who will ascend Zion or who will stand in Zion. We can read Psalm fifteen eleven as those who dwell in Zion, who live in Zion, or those who dwell in sanctuary will live in Zion. That is 15 verse 1. Now, let me now show you further. In, verse, in chapter 2 of Psalm, verse 7, it says, I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son today, I have become your father. And that statement makes you understand that the, the king that God was talking about in verse 6 is King Jesus. And the Zion is talking about here is the Zion of heaven. Of course, 
he, he replicated it as Zion of the earth, which was occupied by the Jebusites until uh, uh, King David came and took it over. If you look at the story of Zion, it's very, 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 very easy. God gave Zion to Abraham, all right? That is the whole of Canaan, Jerusalem. And when in the book of Judges chapter 1 verse 8, the, the tribe of Judah took over Jerusalem and they cut down everybody in the city. However, the Benjamites was allotted Jerusalem in chapter, chapter 1 of Judges verse 21. But the Bible says the, Jebus, the Benjamites failed to dislodge the Jebusites. They failed to get rid of them. And because of that, the Jebusites continued to live with Benjamin in Jerusalem till today. However, in 2 Samuel chapter 2 from verse 4 to 7, David came and immediately he was installed. After the Bible talked about his 40 years of installation, once he was installed in Judah, he went straight to Jerusalem, took over Jerusalem and built the fortress of Zion. And that's why the Bible says here that, look, few things about it. Holy hill of God is called Zion. Okay, now, let us look at the things that happen in Zion. The first thing is that kings are installed in Zion. You understand that Zion now is the place of God, is the holy place of God, is the holy hill of God. It is the right hand of the Father. Once you ascend, you have ascended a place where determination can be made about your life to install you into any office that heaven has ordained for you and it cannot be changed on earth. You can, you can decree over installation of people, removal of people, because it is in Zion that kings are installed. Number two, Psalm 96 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 76, 76 verse 1 and 2. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His tent is in Salem, his dwelling place, Zion. Understand, the dwelling place of God is Zion. That's why I say that you have been raised with Christ, Ephesians 1, uh, 2, 6, and been seated with him in the heavenly realm in Christ. That is where God is, is the Zion of heaven. You have your seat there. Number three, four, five, and six things that happen in Zion. Look at, look at, Obadiah 17 verse 18. He said, but on Mount Zion will be deliverance, it will be holy, and the house of Jacob will possess its inheritance. The house of Jacob will be a fire, and the house of Joseph will be a flame. The house of Esau will be stubble, and they will, be, they will set it on fire and consume it. There will be no survival from the house of Esau. The Lord has spoken. If you look at that scripture, it tells you four things that will happen on Zion, on Mount Zion. The first one is victory, which is called deliverance. Anytime you deal with the affairs of man physically on earth, the moment you can hit Mount Zion, that is the place of God's abode, and you can decree and that person will be released. You can speak and things will happen. So victory is determined in Zion. Alright? Restoration is the second thing. What the devil has stolen will be restored. You know, but there are 17 and 18. Restoration. Then, the third thing that will happen in Zion from that Obadiah is a place where God's people are set on fire. Jacob will be fire. Joseph will be flame. 
The Bible says in the book of Hebrew, we read it yesterday from Hebrew 1. He makes his messenger's flame of fire. So, Zion is the place where you are set on fire. And then the last thing is, Zion is the place where you consume your enemies. God will turn your enemies to stubble and then you consume them. Do you know something therefore? Zion therefore is a place, the holy hill of God is a place that Christians must connect with every time, every time, every time, every time, every time. Because anytime you connect with the, with the, with the, with the, with, the, with Zion, with the holy hill of God, you will see healing, you will see deliverance, you will see, you will burn in fire, you will see enemies being consumed. Their weapons destroyed before you. That is the reason why Sam says, who will ascend the hill of the Lord? Who will stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and pure heart. It is in Zion you see open vision. Let me give you an example of those who operated from Zion. That is the lofty hill of God. And the right hand of the Father. Elijah is one of them when he spoke that there shall be no dew or rain. When he commanded fire to come from heaven, it, it happened. What about Paul? You can see elements of oppression in the right hand of God. In the life of Paul, right through. He was preaching one day, a boy fell down and broke his neck from the, from the lattice. Uh, Paul went down, lie upon him, breathed into his body, just like Elijah, Elijah did. And the boy became a living. So broken wounds, you know, just restrict, uh, restructured. And was healed, restored. And you can see many, many more things. Of course, the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is just the most example of operating from Zion. And you and I can we can, we should, every time, all the time. I can give you my personal encounters, which is similar to the predecessor, my predecessor in the Bible. And this time around that we are, we want to enter into more of it, more of it, more of it, more of it. But in my closing, I need to let you know, what are the things that hinder believers, God's children, from ascending the hill of God? Sitting in their right hand of God. So that the words they speak become authority. If you look at chapter 24 of Psalm, verse 4. He says, he who has clean hands, pure heart, who does not lift his soul to an idol or swear deceitfully. In another words, four things are, speaking, are, are, are revealed there. One, clean hands. Don't let your hands shed blood. Don't let your hand, not physical blood, yes, a Christian cannot even do that. But... You, if you if you connive behind an innocent to pronounce him of on what he is not, you are shedding blood. That's what the Bible tells in the book of Proverbs. If you connive with people to slander others, to bring them down, you are shedding blood. Listen to me. Clean hands. Blessed is the man who walks on the counsel of the wicked and one verse one, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the Lord of the law, verse 2. In the Lord of the law, he may say day and night. And verse 3 says, It shall be like a tree planted by the riverside. Stay away from company of the wicked. Don't sit in the seat of scoffers. Delight in God, verse 4. His delight is in the law of the law, and the law of the law, he may say, verse 3, day and night. Then he says, It shall be like a tree planted by the riverside. You will yield your food in your season. And he says that the wicked are not so, the next verse. They are like sharp, blown away by the wind. You need to know this. Satan set us up, Christians up, by getting you to, to engage in activities that will hinder you from operating on the power of Zion. 
that you, you know, a Christian who should determine and decree and, 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 and install kings and remove kings by authority, by words of God, becomes somebody who they are messing about his name. Or he will speak and say, thus hear the Lord, and it will not happen. The things that make us do that is because our hands, if you saw your hand, all right, with the things of this world, your heart must be pure. Clean hands and pure heart. Clean hands and pure heart. And number one, you do not lift up your soul to what is vain. There are a number of us who pursue vain glory. Some come into ministry because they think it is a place to make money. It's not a place to make money. It's a place to die. It's a place to sacrifice. Your soul must, must separate from the vain glory. You know, don't follow ministers who always talk about how expensive their shoes are, how expensive their clothes are, how expensive their house are, how expensive their car is, and telling you that that is blessing of God. All who say it, it is Satan speaking from their lips. You must not follow them. You must not follow them. The testimony of Christ is this. You do not set up your heart on vain things. It does not matter how many houses you build in this world. When you die, you cannot live in any of them. It does not matter how many cars you have. You cannot put yourself in two cars and tell two drivers to drive you on the motorway at the same time. You can't sleep on two beds at a time. Something will be wrong with your brain. Detangle yourself from the things of the world. Let me say this to you. Look at the book of Romans very quickly. In understanding the plans of God or being able to walk in the power of the Most High, that is from the lofty hill. It says in chapter 12, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship or reasonable service. It says, do not, do, not, do, do not conform any longer with the pattern of this world. Not with the world, but their pattern. Don't follow pattern of the world. You know, over this period, you are heard again and again and again that Satan will set up movement that it seems as if the cause is good. But check behind the, the, the veil. The, the devil is behind it. Anything that breeds violence, anything that violence can just take over. And, you know, people who set up said that we are not involved in anybody's happening. Like, it cannot be of God. It cannot be of God. Any religion that preaches peace and kills people, it cannot be of God. It cannot be of God. You need to understand this. You cannot conform with the pattern of the world. What about if you do? It says that you will not be able to test and approve God's will. The, the, pleasing, the perfect and pleasing will of God. That will hinder you. Let me read a few things also from the book of Psalm 15. Requirements to live in, the, in God's holy place. If you are living in a holy place, there are requirements to follow. Verse 2 says, He who walks, whose work is blameless. And then number 2, Who does what is righteous. Number 3, Who speaks the truth from his heart. Number 4, that is verse 3. And has no slanderer in his tongue. Number six. Who does his neighbor no wrong? Number seven. Who casts no slaw on his fellow man? And if you look at that translation in King James Version, it says, He who does not backbite with his tongue. 
nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does, does, does take up a reproach against his friend. Just fighting people for no reason. Fighting, finding fault in people who are faultless. Just to create some battle. You're, you, look, you are not God. Whenever your mind has people thought about people, oh, this is what I think he's doing. This is what I He's the devil talking to you. You are not God. You cannot know what people are thinking in their mind. If you do, you will have told us all the things that will happen to England. Number 8 in verse 4 of Psalm 15. He who despises a vile man, that is a vile man, anybody that you know is ruthless, is, God, is godless, you cannot make him your friend. People who backbite, who do all those things, you cannot be close to them. You cut friendship away from them. That is to despise a vile man. But honor those who fear God. Somebody who loves to move close to those who fear God, those who are serving God, they should be your mentor. They should be your, 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 your uh, attraction. Not people who are lost in the world. People who are useless. People who are reckless. You, you shut your door on their faces. I've told you members of my own church before, and I say to every one of you, if anybody is reckless with their tongue where you are, and you cannot sharply rebuke them, then you will be punished by God for their recklessness, because silence is admittance. Number nine, who keeps the oath even when it hurts? When you make promise, you have to stick by it, even if that promise will hurt you. You give people your word, you must do what you say. You can't give people your word and say that, oh, I consider that it will not be comfortable for me. It is not your comfort anymore. It is your word. It is your word. It is, you must pay the price. This is the things that the Bible says. And then in verse 5, it says, who lends money without your story? That is, you don't charge interest from your own fellow brothers when you lend them money. All right? Who does not accept a bribe against the innocent? You must not accept bribe. He who does these things will never be shaken. If you want to dwell in the house, in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, um, the hill of the Lord, in the holy place of God, in Zion of our God, you want to speak like people like Elijah, like Elisha, you want to speak like Moses and Joshua, you want to speak like, like Paul, of course, the prime is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You want to see the manifestation of Christ in your life? Come on, let me say this to you. You want to see vision? You want to see trance? Then keep these things I'm telling you. Let them be your God. You have been born again. God lives in you. The Father lives in you. So the sanctuary tabernacle of God is inside you already. If the tabernacle of God is inside you, then dwell in that sanctuary. And you will sit in the holy hill. Live by the rules of that sanctuary, and you will stand in his holy place. Provoke the sanctuary inside you, and you will ascend the hill of the Lord. And then you will come to a place where you become an oracle of the living God. What you bind on earth will be bad in heaven, and what you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Come on, let me say this to you. There are a few other things that will arrest you, but time is gone. If you look into the scripture... I will give them to you. You can go and check it. If you look into the book of Daniel chapter 7, verse 9 and 10. This is a mortal man. He says, as I looked, thrones were set in place, and the ancient of this took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. The, his throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing 
coming out from, from, above, uh, from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand and ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. This is the dream of a man. Not nightmares. If you read it from the beginning, you will say, He said, in the night, in the night I saw this dream. If you look at the book of Acts chapter 9, 8 and 9, you will see the manifestation of Stephen into the manifestation of Paul. And then you go to chapter 10, you will see the manifestation of Cornelius, a man who prayed regularly. An angel appeared to him in broad daylight. If you look at chapter 8 of the book of Acts, you will see the life of a man called Philip, who was a deacon, eventually was introduced as evangelist, where the Holy Spirit spoke to him, and the, the angel spoke to him, and the Holy Spirit directed him into. It, it, that, that is the most example for you to understand the ministry of angels in, in, in relation to the ministry of uh, the angels and the and Holy Spirit. In chapter 8, verse 25 of Acts, it says, chapter 8, verse 25, it says, Now an angel of God, an angel of the Lord, said to Philip, Angel can speak to you. Your ministry should speak to you. You should hear them. You should see them on your dream. They should appear to you physically. They can. They do. But you have to do all these things I read to you in Psalm 15 and Psalm 24. You must guard your heart and mind. So much. And you know something with God? It is your effort that God needs. And God will strengthen you. If you don't make such effort, you can't receive strength from God. He says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go to this road, the street, the desert road, and that goes down from, from, uh, from Jerusalem to Gaza. This instruction was given, it, it, an angel appeared physically to him and instructed him. But if you look at chapter 29, when he went to that road, the angel disappeared. Then when he got to that road, he said the Spirit told him, go to that chariot. You can see angels, they, 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 their job is to direct you and position you to the place where Holy Spirit has ordained, so that Holy Spirit can manifest. That is the collaboration between angel and Holy Spirit. Angel said, go. And when he got there, the Spirit was there. And the Spirit told him, angel will bring you and prepare your heart to the place where Holy Ghost can speak to you, where Holy Ghost can reveal to you, where Holy Ghost can direct you. They wind you to pray sometimes and strengthen your body once you get up. When they remind you to pray, you have to get up for them to be able to touch your body. When angels touch your body, you may be weary and weak. Instantly power will come. And they will prepare your heart, prepare your mind to the place where you are hearing the Holy Ghost and Holy Ghost is speaking through your mouth. And your prayer that started low will begin to be turbocharged. And before you know it, you have reached the height, height of the Father and in Zion of God. And you begin to make declarations and things. And things will begin to happen. Every time Christians pray, this is what we must have in our mind. We can do it because God lives in us and we should do it all the time. What does it profit us to gain the whole world and lose our soul? Or not manifest God when we are on earth. And so I close by saying, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his only place? Those who have pure heart and clean hands. We understand the fact that the blood of Jesus has cleansed us. We are pure in heart before him. But we have to agree with the Holy Spirit to live the life of the word of God. So that Satan cannot contaminate our holiness. Lift up your voice right now as you bow your head and begin to pray to God. Lord, I commit myself to you. I have had this word. Let this word transform me. Let this word transform me. Let this word translate me. Tell the Lord. 
let me receive transformation from you. Oh Lord, I ascend the heel of the Lord. I stand in the holy place of God. I receive unction to function. Begin to declare. Every chain of the devil be broken in my life. Every trick of Satan be destroyed. Tell the Lord, transform me. Help me to dwell in your sanctuary. Help my heart and mind to submit to the mind of Jesus Christ. Begin to tell the Lord, today is your day. Your time has come. The plans of God for you must, must be fulfilled. And your heart must connect with the heart of the Father by the Holy Spirit. Tell the Lord, I receive healing in my body over weariness of soul, over weaknesses. Tell the Lord, empower me. Fire me up, Holy Ghost. Fire me up, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Sovereign Lord. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. One more prayer you will pray is this. I think it's in the month of March this year, I told you. An angel appeared to me in my dream. And that angel was discussing with me and told me. And this angel, this is my ministering spirit. I was made to recognize that, you know, by the Lord himself now. And by the Holy Spirit. That angel said to me that. He said, he said the people of God tell them to command that the fire of God, that, that they should pray to God, the Holy Spirit, to send his fire into their soul, into their heart, into their spirit, into their mind, to destroy everything the devil has coded. He began by telling me that, do you know that you people don't use Holy Spirit as you should? The sons of man do not use Holy Spirit as they should. Instead, he is the fire. Pray to him. We always use the fire of God to pray against the powers of Satan, isn't it? There are two storehouses in heaven, you know. There is the storehouse where God keeps his weapon. The book of Job tells you that then too. And there is the storehouse where God keeps his blessing. And Deuteronomy tells you in that 28 verse 12. Now, when you pray for blessing, you apply to storehouse for blessing, he releases it. But when you go to warfare, you apply to storehouse of, of heaven, he sends hailstone, God sends a, a hornet. As he said too in the book of Exodus 23, he sent his hornet from verse 25, 26. Then <clears throat> he sends uh, thunder, he sends fire. But we are used to that. But also, do you know that the Bible tells us in the book of, uh, in, in, well, uh, in several, several, several uh, scriptures across the, the Bible, that the fire of God is element to purify us. That's why Paul said, I pray that God will purify you again and again. And the angel said to me that you do not pray to God the Holy Spirit to send his fire into you. So you are going to pray to God the Holy Spirit and say, God the Holy Spirit, I ask you, send your fire to my mind, send your fire to my heart, send your fire to my soul. Everything the devil has coded in me, in my body, Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Begin to pray. Everything the devil has coded in my human mind that have programmed my mind, to think contrary to God, to the mind of Christ. Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Holy Ghost fire destroy them. Destroy everything. Sometimes when we sleep, Jesus said, a man sleep and an enemy came and, and showed tears. 
tell the Lord, every thorn Satan had planted in me, every tear the devil had planted in me, Holy Ghost fire destroyed them. In my mind, in my body, in my soul, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. In my heart, destroy them, O God. In my family, destroy them, O God. Whatever the devil had planted in my children, destroy them, Lord. Destroy them, Lord. Pray for your people, pray for your parents, pray for your father, pray for your mother, pray for your children, pray for your brothers, your sisters, your nieces, your nephews. The Bible says when men are brought low and you will say, raise them up, God will answer. Father, we pray for all our extended relations, whatever the devil has planted in their soul, in their heart, in their body, in their mind. Father, Holy Ghost, send your fire. Holy Ghost, God, send your fire. God, the Holy Spirit, send your fire. Send your fire. Destroy, 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 destroy. In our churches, whatever the devil has planted, Holy Ghost, fire, destroy them. Let there be harvest of these things. Purify us again and again and again and again and again. Your name be exalted. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Now stretch out your hands before the Lord. I want to speak a blessing upon you. If you were not able to come to the seminar and you have the oil because today we do anointing, I want you to open your oil, hold it in your hand, and I will pray over it right now. The unction of heaven is right in the house where you are. Rita Boba Sakaradisko Maboradai Zezufi Kamebliski Trata Mesoto Bedakupi Kamemba Yetusko Taliski De Dusumale Rikatoto Bagaka Yekina Momba Salamombri Keredundesku Pranendo Sharia Yasikata Kameburia Nembo Yemusu Kale Le Precumpai Momo Sablenda Remayura Katayava Zala Kumayepra Ketute Le Mombri Yamoskota Evri Kapale Mosikala Membo Yeremasuria Nerisa Kale Ereskura Mayele Krimalobria La Masita Payana Praya Yaya Zelezo Lolo Seleir Macaria Braca Lolo Deri Marita Sorimari Dera Cabrela Marido Kialama Zalezobe Irimale Kiramoya Katai Debrale Bondo Sicabro I speak over your people, O God. May the unction of heaven overshadow you. May the grace of the Father surround you. May the power of the Holy Ghost fill your hearts. May all the traps of Satan be destroyed around you. May the Lord grant you the desires of your heart. May He bring to pass that which He has written concerning you. God sent you for a mandate. Receive power to fulfill mandate. Receive knowledge to fulfill mandate. Receive wisdom to run the race in the name of Jesus. Everything that is not of God in us, Holy Ghost, send your fire and destroy them. Purify our hearts. Purify our mind. Purify our soul. If anybody is under my voice that you are sick in your body, I cause sickness to die in the name of Jesus Christ. I command your body to be healed. Receive life in your bones. Receive life in your neck. Receive life in your joints. Receive life in your muscles. The cells of your body are healed. In the name of Jesus, your womb is healed. In the name of Jesus, every lump I curse you, vanish in the name of Jesus. I decree the name of the Lord of hosts. Whatever the devil has done against your life, I dismantle them in the name of Jesus. I decree the fire of God to destroy and consume them completely in the mighty name of Jesus. If, if those who have been sent to sabotage you, I decree that they become your messengers. 
In the name of Jesus. The Lord said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou at my right hand and I make all your enemies move on my feet. Everyone the devil has set and raised up to be your enemy from today. I command them to surrender. The Bible says they will come against you, they will surrender. I command them to surrender. I force them to surrender. Every demon of hell behind their operation, I bind you, cast you back to hell in the name of Jesus Christ. I lose the souls of men that you are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Anyone Satan has stolen from, I stand as a fire, I stand as a flame, and I command the powers of Satan to become a stubble. Consume in the name of Jesus Christ. You are set free. Your husband is free. Your wife is free. Your children are set free. In the name of Jesus, as for us and our house, the Lord shall we serve. The Lord shall we serve. The Lord shall we serve. Babel! Collapse in the name of Jesus Christ. Babylon be brought low. The oil that you hold in your hand, I invoke the power of the Most High into that oil. It shall be oil in your head. It shall be fire in your body. It shall be oil in your head. It shall be fire in your soul. It will mark you for the, on, on, the onslaught, the mighty move of God that is about to come upon the face of the earth. You will not miss it in the name of Jesus. By the reason of the anointing, by prophet God led Israel out of Egypt, by prophet they enter Canaan. I say those of you in Egypt, come out in the name of Jesus. And those of you who have not reached your Canaan, enter therein in the name of Jesus Christ. From this moment, your life turn around for good forever. The things that you have been unable to do, among what God ordained for you in, from heaven, I decree, receive strength and power, fulfill them. Receive resources to fulfill your vision. And I declare unto you, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Say amen. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Say amen. May he send you help from his sanctuary. And may he grant you support from his Zion. May you ever dwell in the Zion of our God, in the holy place and the holy hill of, his, of, of our Most High. May he remember all your sacrifices, all your offerings, all your giving, and accept your burnt offering from your hand. May the Lord God, the keeper of Israel, may he give you all the desires of your heart. May the Lord remember his covenant with Abraham, which he confirmed in Isaac and fulfilled in Jacob. May he fulfill in you in the name of Jesus. May he make all your plans successful and you will succeed in all your plans. May the king of Bethel, the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Jacob, the one who, who, who sits at the top of the ladder with angels ascending and descending, may he open your book and look at all your requests of your heart May he look at all your disabilities today. May he look at all your inabilities today. May he perfect them in the name of Jesus. May he bring your request of fulfillment. You will fulfill. You will succeed in the name of Jesus. Nothing will hinder you anymore. You will not draw back anymore. You shall be fired up forever in the name of Jesus. Heaven will always give you strength to be able to do the will of God. And to seek him as you ought. So shall it be. And so it is. Our God and King, we bless your name. For this ending, we give you the glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' anointed name, we have prayed. Amen. And amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Put your hands together for the King of heaven. Hallelujah. Let your house erupt with thanksgiving. Brinda shikaya renosito. Lebre kabomba. Lerisa katala. Para lotosi kaye peredusa. 
likoro peregita lei me payetete kere kuku kanenda yetoskorida dekuda if you have never spoken in tongues before begin to tell holy spirit baptize me with fire rato bohoti akateti you receive it right now as you are rapta helobo negerika teledusu me paralate erekuse mabalosko teramante ekrakatababu jodusi kamalete rumaboria samparogondo se thank you father god blessed be your holy name thank you jesus in Jesus anointed name we are prayed. Amen and amen and amen. Before we before I leave I want to ask Reverend Collier to unmute her audio button. Yes. And I bring you in to just give a vote of thanks us what are next in operation. Wow, wow, wow. I'm so full of the word, I'm excited, and I'm trust that you also are feeling the same way. You know, just to, I want to thank you for participating in this PVM retreat. It's been fantastic. We are not in Birmingham, we are not at the Hilton Metropole Hotel, but we are in the comfort of our homes. And because our homes have become, become our Bethel, it's even better. Amen. And we have the angels ascending and descending, and we've received all the blessings of the Lord. We just need to act upon them. So just to round up, I just want to encourage you all to endeavor to become active partners. Those who have labored in the Lord before will now labor much in the Lord. The kingdom of God will advance in the name of Jesus. More people, I pray, will become partners who will stand between any attack against our vision in the name of Jesus. May the Lord give us genuine harvest helpers. We will become more proactive in our approach and embrace transformational leadership. Let us remember, as we've been told, great messages don't change us. It is the decisions we make afterwards that matter. What we do with what we have heard. Not just be hearers of the word, but be active doers of God's word. Let us now, as with the self-confidence, walk in the consciousness that we have authority to change the spiritual complexion of our cities. We need to live here with that bold confidence and to know that as long as we walk in obedience, we have divine backing from heaven. Amen. So let us dissect Psalm 15, Psalm 24, and endeavor to become an oracle of the living God. May God bless you. I love you. We are going to just thank God together for what God has done. Father, we bless thank you. you. Jesus. Thank God for thank the blessing, the, the success of the day. Lord, I thank you Father, for Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you for what you have done and the result that begins to manifest from this hour. Thank you, Jesus. What a great success. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. Amen. The Lord bless you all and see you same time next year. Shall we just... For some of you, see you tomorrow. Yeah, 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 and the rest yeah. of you, see you next year. Yeah. Enjoy yourselves as I unmute you. You can talk. You can unmute yourself. And you can say hi to somebody. Hi. Hello. 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 Hello.
Yes, so it was a long week and an impactful week. Bless the Lord. I'm excited. I want to go start changing the spiritual climate in this place. Yes, Heaven's backing. Amen. Enjoy yourselves. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Thank you,
Going up here for a long time. This is make it safe by you.